everybody. Welcome to The Kelly O Show. I'm your host, Kelly Alexa. This show is dedicated to inspiring women of all ages to pursue excellence in mind, body, and business. After decades of playing small in my own life and staying in the comfort zone, a couple of years of massive chaos and drama in my personal and my professional life forever changed me for the better. Through some tough lessons, I evolved and I became a stronger and more confident version of myself, fearless and finally, unapologetically myself. I am now designing my life bigger and better than ever before. And most importantly, I'm designing a life on my terms that is full of joy and happiness. And I think that this is something that's been missing for so many women. They're either staying in the comfort zone like I was Or they've got a life that looks pretty good on the outside, but it's missing real joy and health and happiness. And that is no bueno. I believe that the future is female. And every week, this show is going to bring you incredible interviews and live shows that I hope is going to motivate you to take massive action in your life, to leave the comfort zone and go all in again to pursue achieving excellence in mind, body, and in business. I hope you enjoy the show and let's dive in. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Kelly O Show. This is episode two of a two-part interview with Shakira Cabrera. If you're tuning into this and you haven't listened to part one, please be sure you go back and listen to part one. We lay the foundation for everything we're talking about here in part two. You definitely want to look for the right person. For me, I suggest looking at reviews, but also trying to find someone you know who's who's been to, to somebody that, you know, you, you can, you can choose firsthand, you know, Hey, Sally goes here and she loves this person. Don't go blind like I did and, and be impressed by a fancy office because it was all a sham. Um, when it comes to Botox, a lot of people who have never had it done, Shakira have no idea what it costs. And I remember before I went, I thought it was like $5,000. I really <laughs> did. I did. I thought it's going to, cause, cause you think, celebrities get this stuff. So it must be really expensive. Um, now what would you say are the ranges? And of course these are just ranges and it depends on the brand, but, um, you know, I know what I'm, I'm used to paying. And again, it's a lot, you get a lot more Botox when you're 50 than you do when you're 20. So what would you say the ranges are for somebody who's like in their twenties, thirties getting quote unquote baby Botox, and then what to expect when you're in forties, fifties, and you have to have more injected? So I will say, I'm going to kind of go, I'm going to cover a big range here um, just because I think that's an amazing question and it has a lot of education to do behind it. So for the general term, we'll use Botox and that will go for all the neurotoxins, but they can range and it's dependent also on where you are in the nation. So here in Texas, the average is anywhere from 10 to 14 units, $14 per unit. Now I have injectors in DC and New York and they charge $17 a unit. So, and then I have some injectors in other places and they might charge $9 a unit. So it's just, it can be very geographical in regards Mm. to the price that you're paying. And when it comes to um, how much you would need, I think you mentioned a baby Botox and I will say that there's there's kind of not a thing like baby Botox because if you're really treating the full face, I've done 50 units on a 20 year old and they still look amazing. You know, what do I get? You get 
I think 55 or 60. Really? Yeah. Because when you're treating the whole face, if you're just going to say like, if you're going to sit in my chair and be like, just do my forehead, Mm -hmm. like that's not going to give you a good result. And at the end of the day, you're going to hate it. You're going to be like, it didn't do anything. Yes, I have no wrinkles, but now all these other areas are more prominent. So I think the most important thing people need to know is a price does matter, not only based on where you are in the, in the nation, but also, um, on your injector. Do not group on for your face. Amen. Again, do not group on for your face because those people probably have no experience, don't do a good job. They're just trying to get people through the door. And yes, you might pay like $7, $8 a unit for Botox, but it turns out to be crappy. I don't know how many people I get from Groupon specials from other clinics come to me. And so it's your face. Respect your face. Pay money for your face. Uh, (laughs) Because you only get one. You only get one. You, if you want the best people for your face, they're not going to be paying, they're not going to be charging Groupon prices, you know, so to each its own, but there's, there's my little disclaimer with that. And then the second thing is 20, just because you, people get caught up in the units. And so I try to explain to my patients, like, don't focus on units. If you're treating the whole face, which you want somebody to treat your face, even in the older population, when we go down to your neck, if you're in my 40s and 50s and 60s, we will go down and start talking about those platysmal bands and giving your neck a little bit of a tightening, giving your decollete a little bit of a tightening. Those range from anywhere to from like 100, I'm sorry, 50 to 100 units by themselves. So I think Mm -hmm. a lot of patients get caught up in the units and they're like, oh, I'm only 20, so I should only get like 15 units. And I'm like, "Uh, no, honey, no. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Areas, 40 or 50 is okay. And you're still going to look amazing and you're still going to look natural. You're not going to look fake. And I think as long as you communicate that to patients and you educate them, they end up doing okay. And then the next time they don't freak out about how many units you put in their face. But great question. Lots of different little details you have to consider um, Mm -hmm. when it comes to Botox. But yes, it's very reasonable. Every three to four months is when you need it done for treatment. That was my next question. (laughs) If you need it maintenance-wise and don't focus on units and don't group them for your face. Do not go on the That's a great bumper sticker. I always say that's a bumper sticker moment. But, you know, this reminds me of, um, I'm going to do a podcast on this episode from a fitness perspective, but a very simple allegory or, or analogy, if you will, is, you know, one of the things I did early in my fitness life was I only, when I started weight training, I only would weight train the body parts that I um, really wanted to improve on and that I enjoyed working out. So for me, that was, to some degree, I'd work my back, but I really always loved Madonna's arms and I wanted delts like Madonna. So I would work my shoulders. I would work my biceps. I thought if you had big triceps, it meant you would look fat. So I'm like, I don't want to work my triceps. Didn't want to work my calves. Didn't want to work chest because I had big boobs. Didn't want to work core because I didn't want to look at if I had fat on my core. Yeah. I didn't like hamstrings. So I would work maybe quads, shoulders, a little bit of back and biceps. What happens when you only selectively work certain parts of your body is your whole body doesn't have the strength and the performance capability as when you are balanced and strong in all of those areas. And then from an aesthetic perspective, you will look so much better when you work 
all of your body. Your quads will look better when they're balanced by beautiful hamstrings. Yeah, yeah. You know, same thing with, with this. So in, when you were saying that's a, I never would have thought about that. And I hear baby Botox and I want to throw up. I'm like, just get, just man up and get real Botox. Like yeah. stop talking about baby Botox. Yeah. Um, I think it's, yeah. it's, it's the, it's the thought that if you get more units, that means that you're, your skin is worse or like you have, you yeah. know, I, I think it's that perception and it's not that it's, it's, if you have a good injector that's fully treating your full face um, and not just focusing on certain areas, then you're going to need more units, but that makes sense. It's, it's more ground to cover, you know? So yeah, yeah but you don't get hung up on that. It's. You just educated me. I had no idea. I would have thought that um, you know, it, that I would have more units than someone young and that they would just have less and whatnot. But the truth is more often than not, when I see, when I've seen people that I know through social and they're like, Oh, I just went in and, you know, I spend $250 and I get Botox in the mall. And I'm like, I can't even tell you get Botox. Like that to me, if you're, if you're not getting it done right. And I don't even see a change that you've just thrown $250 out the window. Why not spend four or $500 or whatever it ends up being in your geographical area and get it. So it really looks good. It's kind of like, you know, when people choose to color their hair at home or buy gold plated jewelry versus gold, you're just going to have to buy it more often and get it, you know, replace it by quality and don't, don't group on your face. I love that. <laughs> I can't imagine group my face, but I guess it's the same kind of mindset as women who, you know, travel to bad parts of all over the world to get cheaper plastic surgery in someone's garage. I just, I'm not understanding that. It's so scary. At the end of the day, that's so scary. And I get that people are on budgets. I get it, you know, and, and, um, that's, that's hard. So you try to figure out, but then, then do things in increments, you know, Mm -hmm. do them time okay this month or for the next three months I'm really going to save up to do my lips by this person you know or uh, I have patients that have like a little side fund that they totally dedicate (laughs) to their Botox and they're diligent you know but they care about where they go and they should and so at the end of the day pick somebody that's good and can deal with complications knows what they're doing has been trained and does not group on your face yeah. Amen. Cause, and, and the complications, not to, not to say this to scare anybody, but you know, it, it complications can also be like, Hey, something doesn't take. And, and to what she said there, there was one brand where it didn't take on my face. It just, and, and I went back in and, she, and it was actually Shakira that said to me, she's like, you know what? You're like my third client that has had a similar experience. Why don't you come back in? And I just thought, well, we'll go and I'll just get something else. But she just fixed it for me with a, with a different brand, but I, I, it, to be able to go back to someone like that. And, and as I shared with you guys with Kristen Gunn up in Austin, she's like, if we don't do it right, we will fix it. And you're not going to pay for it. That's somebody who cares about you. When you go the shifty route, if you have a problem, I mean, you're lucky if they're still in business <laughs> when you call them and, and you have a problem. Yeah, so they will charge you, you know, yeah. and, and, and I, I think that brings up a good point is, people shop around for the cheapest price when it comes to aesthetic procedures instead of building that trusting relationship with their injector because Mm -hmm. we want you to be real like and kelly and i have like what she just said hey this didn't take so i treated her with a different brand and it was totally like no you're not paying for this this is on me you know 
but it's that relationship because we want to hear the happy and the bad and the ugly because we want to. So that way we know where, if we're doing a good job, A, and Mm -hmm. B, to work together as a team to get you where where you want to be. But a lot of times, and I tell my patients, I'm like, harass me. Tell me the truth. You're not going to hurt my feelings. I'm not going to get butt hurt. Um, <laughs> same way that as a, when I was a PA, if there was a patient that was like, hey, this did not work for me. I didn't get offended. It wasn't about me. Because at the end mm-hmm. of the day, it's still a medical practice. Yeah. So it's not like you should not shop around for these things. Build that relationship like you would with your primary care doctor or your cardiologist or your surgeon, whoever that you trust with your body and your face and stick to them unless they absolutely, like you said, with your first experience, absolutely Mm. advantage, then yeah, go to somebody else. But if you find somebody that's good and Erica says this all the time, stick with them. Don't go shopping around. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and Shakira and I have become, you know, friends outside of um, the practice. Um, but I literally, I do, I trust her with my face. I listen to her advice and that it is, it's like, it's like, she's my financial advisor, but for my face and I have a financial advisor so that I can fund all the work I want to have done. (laughs) That's why, that's why ladies, I encourage you to have a side hustle or really learn how to become financially strong. And, um, so that you can afford these things. I kid, I kid, not really. Um, okay. So we have a little bit more time and I think what we want to do is, is jump to fillers and obviously we'll have you back on the show, uh, because I wanted to go, go into more deep dives on some of these other cool treatments that, that you offer. And maybe we'll do some of these in a video interview where you can, we can film you doing me. That would be cool. Um, so with fillers, you know, I think that as well is, is something that people don't understand the power of fillers, but also how to, you know, that again, you choose the right practitioner, you choose the right injector. They're going to, to, to guide you so that you don't look like some of the bad celebrities that we've seen. Um, I, I just, I do not like bashing other women. I'm just simply using this as an example. I just see someone like Madonna and I feel so bad that she seems to have been so overfilled with something. Um, it's, it's just, you know, she's just become very extreme looking, but, um, for those people who have never had this done, you know, what, what is it that fillers do and how is it that they're great from, so we're not talking about fillers. We're going to talk about lips another time. This is fillers that you get. And I've had quite a lot in, you know, injected into my face and I'm obsessed with it. Um, But how do fillers work and, and tell us about the different brands. So fillers are made of hyaluronic acid, a synthetic form. So it's kind of like a little gel and it's what it comes in a syringe. And depending on where that gel is going to be placed in the face, they all have different consistencies. Um, There's also fillers made with calcium. Those are a little bit more semi, not semi-permanent, I would say. They last a little longer. And then there's Sculptra, which is um, made from just like powderized sutures. So there's different mm-hmm. kinds of fillers out there. There's even Bellafill, which is made from bovine um, collagen, and that comes from a pig. So there's a whole wide range of fillers. But the ones, the most common ones are the, the HA fillers, the hyaluronic acid fillers. And those are used to replace volume in the face. 
Now, after the age of 30, every decade, each woman loses about 30% of their collagen in the Mm. face. So let that really sink in. So after the age of 30, every decade, you lose 30% of your collagen. Your fat pads start receding. Your bone structure starts receding inward. So that's why... When you're in your 20s, you look nice and full of life. Everything's, your cheeks are nicely high. Your lips are full. But then when you're in your 50s or 60s, everything's just kind of shrunken in. And that's just normal aging. That's Mm -hmm. just what you see in the face. The skin loses elasticity. So what fillers do is we place them, if we're going in the cheek or the temples or the jaw, right down on the bone. Sometimes we do a combination of bone and inside in between the the muscles and the fat tissue to build that volume back up that you've lost with this normal aging process. And so it can be used in the cheeks. It can be used in the lips. It can be used in the chin. It can be even be used in the neck and the chest to treat those fine lines. And over time, depending on the fillers some fillers can help recreate new collagen growth in the face Mm -hmm. so that it's also not only filling but helping you grow new collagen as well. So it's a big, that that could be a whole podcast by itself. Yeah, we're definitely going to have, maybe you and I will go get lunch and we'll map this out because I just know nobody's doing a series like this and so many women have. This is because truthfully, I know what what questions and what I was intimidated by. And this is just how I do my show. I I just think about what was going through my head. What was I intimidated by? And, And I think that, it's very easy to see a, a commercial for Botox or sculpture or wrestling and, and go, oh, that looks cool. But then you, a lot of women are intimidated by the price. A lot of women are intimidated by, um, we haven't even touched on this, you know, like what, what procedures cause bruising, um, what, what the pain tolerance is. We'll go into some of those specifics in other shows. But people are intimidated. They tend to be intimidated, number one, by price, and then number two, um, by what what's a realistic thing to expect for the price like you know you can't go in and look overnight 20 years younger usually things a a good practitioner is going to do things over time but i can tell you as somebody who so in my personal experience y'all i didn't get my first stuff done as you know till i was 48 and i went in and i got botox done the first time became obsessed and then i think two or three months later i went in and i got filler in my cheeks, um, and I got my lips done. And uh, again, this was with the, the woman that I will not recommend or name, but you know, she didn't really educate me. I was getting ready to go home for Thanksgiving. And this is the difference between somebody who's not good and someone like Shakira. I was getting ready to go home for Thanksgiving. She didn't tell me I was gonna have bruising. And she didn't you know, really say, oh, you're gonna be flying home in two days. I wouldn't recommend that. Shakira had, isn't that what you said to me before about, was it about lips or was it about filler? You you said, I'd rather do it when you come back because I don't want you flying. Yeah, so f- every I'm I'm conservative. I'm OCD. I'm like she is in, in a good way. Face. Yeah, in your face. I, so if somebody is gonna come get fillers with me and they're gonna be traveling, like they're travel, like I have a girl that flies in from Miami, so she she knows if she's gonna come get injected, she's getting injected when she first gets here, then she has to be in town for a minimum of two to three days afterwards, mostly so that if there is a complication, which can happen. Um, I can treat it right away and she's mm-hmm. not 
applying somewhere else where there's not a practitioner that she has a relationship with or knows her history or knows what procedures. Now, push comes to shove. If that's ha- if that's happened, then we would figure it out in the industry. Like, let's say that happened to you, then just make sure that somebody has good relationships in that city where you're coming from, that they can contact somebody there to yeah. treat. But for me personally, my patients, they have to stick around for two to three days. That makes sense. But I'd, I'd rather be be more safe. And, and I love that you said that. But so when, when I first got it done, I was heavily, heavily bruised. And I was not anticipating that. Um, it, it wasn't sore, but I was, and, and Shakira has seen, I bruise very easily. Very, I mean, you touch me and I bruise. Um, so she's had to learn how to get comfortable with that. But I mean, when you expect it, you're fine and makeup covered it up. So it was fine. But, you know, I just, I was going home and staying at my parents and I didn't necessarily want my, cause I just know my dad was like, no daughter of mine gets work done. That's a whole other story. But, um, anyway, that when I first got my, my cheeks done was that, and then I got my lips done at the same time. And I can tell you guys, I, and I will even, you know, share, like I took video the day that I got stuff done. I've saved that video. I just, I will, I want to do a blog post and just show you guys like what I looked like before I started getting work done. Because while I'm, I'm confident, I still look like the same person. I think all of you would agree that the fullness in my face, because I had lost weight, I looked very drawn before and I already have a very long face. And the filler that she's done, it's, it's provided lift. It's provided a, a youth. I constantly have people think that I'm 10 or 15 years younger than I am. That's not my ultimate goal. I just want to look as best as I can for my age. But it really, I believe that all of the stuff I've had, I do think it's stimulated collagen growth because there just is like a, I don't know, it's like a fresh, my face is like a fresh piece of fruit. It's just... It's juicy. It's not like when I told you at at 48, I looked in the mirror, I'm like, oh my God, I look so drawn and my skin looks so dry and I look like a skeleton. And a lot of women don't realize like that's what, what happens. You, that's why they say you can, you can gain weight and, and get fatter and you'll look great in your face because you have fat, right? Yep. Those fat pads grow. You gain, when you gain weight, it goes into any fat in your body. And so, yeah, and that's those skinny, skinny, skinny patients. Sometimes those are the hardest to treat because you have to fill. And so, yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, that's where we're hitting up our, our time window, but we'll, this will just be like the trailer for the next time. Cause we'll pick up where we left off with, with fillers. Um, but one quick question before I, I go into there's, I've got two closing questions about fillers. You just mentioned somebody, you know, like skinny, skinny people. Is there, when, when people are really skinny, whether they're younger or older, is there like, is there more of a limitation for what filler can do for them or no? Is it just that they need it more because they don't have fat in their face? Yeah, exactly. It's not that there's a limitation. It's just you have to play around and really get creative. And this is where, again, I stress, make sure you know that you're going to somebody that is experienced and has trained because if somebody wants to just throw in your face five or six syringes, which is possible, like I have five in my face over time, for somebody that's super skinny, a hyaluronic acid filler is not going to do much because it's not, you're just kind of putting a band-aid on it. 
what you would want for somebody like that is maybe mix it up with Sculptra or Radius. Um, mm. A and HA, like you have both Radius and, and hyaluronic acid fillers in your face because um, we were just focused on building. So you would have to mix like a little bit of each filler to really give them that youthful look that they had. But again, that comes with knowledge and education and practicing versus, mm. you know, just out there to get people through the door. But yeah, those patients tend to take a little bit more time. You definitely build them in stages and they usually require more than one type of filler, I would say. I love that you brought that up because um, just hearing you, you speak, I think everybody's picking up on what I do, which is you, I mean, you really know the differences between obviously all of these different materials and, and how they can be used together. And it, it, it really is an art form um, because, you know, somebody like me or anybody could see something in a magazine and go, Oh, you know, I read that this celebrity does this and, and go in. And again, I do think that I love how you said that you work collaboratively with your patients over time and you find out what works and what they respond to because like many things, like diet, like exercise, we're all going to respond differently. Like I, so a a lot of people have probably seen, and I don't know if she's still a spokesperson, but I mentioned all therapy and this is a completely different type of procedure. You guys will get into this kind of stuff separately. Um, but I, the first lady I went to in Austin had me do all therapy because she touted that as a brow lift. So I did that. And then I got it um, in my face and my neck and I paid a lot of money for it. Worst experience ever. And for me, I'm not trying to not, you know, bash it at all. I'm just saying for me and the, the person that did it to me, it was a bad experience. It created bad results. But for other people, they have, they swear by it and a lot of celebrities. So it's very easy to see something in a magazine and go to a practitioner and go, I want all therapy or I want this. But a good practitioner will come back to you and go, okay, here's what's probably best for you. And then you try out a little bit of it. You see how your face or your neck responds and then you grow. And I think that too is what people don't know about fillers, that it's something that you, you, you do build it over time, right? Like for me, you said how much, how many injections or um, what did you say? Syringes. How many syringes you have in your face? How many do I have in mine? You have six. Six. So when you do. You don't it, look cool. You don't look overly filled. No. But like, in, in other words, like, so if, if I got, if I got filler um, for whatever brand and say you're going to mix this up, say I get filler in January and then I go, what, what would be typical for people who again are let's let's look at people in their 40s 50s like they're they're really focusing on anti-aging right if if you're going to get filler in january what's a typical next time that you should look at coming in for more filler well that's a difficult question because again it goes to the um patient goal so let's say like for you for me it's every month (laughs) i'm just kidding So for you, when we first started out with you, we were injecting your face every couple of months, Mm -hmm. every two to three months in the beginning for about nine months, we're building you up. Uh, Now for you, since you're at that volume, and even if you wanted to add more, we could today, but once you reach that goal, then it's just maintenance. And what I tell people is it's like your car, you go get the oil change, when it's when it's about to like run out not Mm -hmm. wait until it's completely gone and then your engine breaks down because then it costs you more 
to take care of that car. So then it's just maintenance. Like if you're getting your lips done, it's usually every, once you get to that goal, every six to eight months. Now, if you're not at that goal, if you have, if you start out with very thin lips, then you might be building them over time every two to three months until you mm. get to that spot. Um, with cheeks, same thing. Once you get to that level and both you and your injector are happy and you've met that and you feel like your face looks rejuvenated and it's full again, um, then it's every usually eight to 12 months with filler. It's really amazing. I mean, honestly, guys and gals, well, I'm talking to gals here. Um, I'm, I'm such obviously a biased advocate um, because I feel, I feel so much more confident and pleased with how I look um, at 50. I'll be 51 in a couple months not even a couple, um, than I did when I was 30. I, I, I really do. And it's, it's really just so cool. Like you can go in and I mean, on one hand, I'll be honest with you, once you start getting work done, you're, you're more aware of your face. And especially if you're obsessive like me, I will go into her. I'm like, okay, this is like, a, and she's like, are you kidding me right now? And I'm like, no, look, this is fun. You're perfect. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) She like she. I I would probably if I if I had unlimited wealth right now and I had unlimited time, I would probably be in there every single week, um, getting something done. On a on a what you call it on a band. Okay, Kelly. (laughs) (laughs) Like yeah, change your locks or something. This is what you're allowed. No, just kidding. But when you go in, like, I will just say, I'm like, this is, what can we do here? And like, it's so fascinating that they can, you know, put a certain amount of filler on like the back of your chin and that will start to lift, you know, your jawline where your jowls start to develop. And then they can do the same thing and go, okay, we'll do some back here by your, by your ear. And then we'll do some up here by your cheeks. And it's, it's doing so much for you, but, um, it's really, it's, it lasts long. It does. I would say the more work that I get done, it's, it all, it just feeds off of each other. And I, again, um, I'm going to do a blog post and I'll share, you know, some of my videos where you can see, here's me 10 years ago. Here's me just before I started getting work done. Here's me. And you can see the progression and you'll see, I still look like myself, but then you'll also be able to see like, look how different my lips look than back then and start to make choices for yourself. Cause I, I couldn't love it more. My biggest problem is I'm like an addict. I just, you know, want to go in all the time. And she, she'll demonstrate something on her Instagram account. And I'm like, what is that? I mean, am I not one of the first people that will DM you and go, what is that? Add that to my list. Can I, um, when can I come in? And I'm, but I love it. I love (laughs) all my patients are amazing, but I'm going to say just this real quick thing, because you brought up a good point. If you're going to, once you find a good injector and you done your research and you know what you want to work on, or you have concerns about that, you want to kind of stop that clock. I think the biggest thing I see on the other side, being the medical professional is patients will sit in my chair and be like, I came for under eye filler. This is what I want. And it's so important for the public and people to understand that at the end of the day, it's still a medical procedure, right? It's still, Mm -hmm. it's called aesthetic medicine for a reason. So when you go in and you find that person, like Kelly will be like, this is what bothers me. How do we address that? And that is totally different because even if you want your under eye treated, 
we might not treat that under eye because you might need your cheeks done first or you, yeah. know, you might need other types, other areas in your face treated first before that improves. And so just making sure that when you go see that person, whoever that might be, after you've done your research and you see their work and you read the reviews or you get the referral, is being very open-minded as to letting them do their job because they are the medical practitioner, letting them make the recommendation. If you go somewhere as a patient and you're like, I want this done and they do it, might have to do a little bit more research because most of the time that's not, like you don't go to your cardiologist and say, hey, I want metoprolol for my blood pressure. (laughs) You don't do that. (laughs) You You don't. You know, you know, you don't go to a surgeon and be like, I want my appendix out because I just don't need it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like an endoscopy today with yeah, a mammogram. People do that in aesthetics and it's just this mind boggling me after, after being in medicine for 15 years and working in those other fields where people were very much more respectful of the training and the recommendations. And so it's, it's kind of a fight and it's our duty as aesthetic injectors, I think, in this industry to kind of educate and build that up that medicine practice and mentality again, because it is an invasive procedure. You are putting stuff in your face. Stuff can go wrong. Infections can happen. You know, <laughs> arteries can get blocked. And at the end of the day, it is your responsibility to really do good for that patient. And so patients, when you find that person, just be open-minded and tell them what you are more concerned about and then let them give you their professional advice. That's, a, that's actually a great point because I know that there have been times I've come in and I'll say, you know, like, it's kind of like when we lose weight, right? We want it. We're, we're willing to consider very odd measures if we can get it faster because we're a microwave society. And same thing when you start getting work done, then you, you know, if you're like me, you go in and I'm like, fix this, this, and this. I want this pulled back. I want this lifted and blah, blah, blah. And there have been a couple of times where like, I'll say, I will have seen a procedure on her account or someone else's account. And I'm like, I want you to do this. I want to address the nasal phobal lines or whatever. I've probably brought that up to her like six times. And she, she will explain to me when I'm in there, here's what I think we should do first. And then she tells me why, like we should do this. So there are some things, you know, that I inevitably want to address, but ultimately, like if I go in and she's like, here's why we shouldn't do that. And why I think we should do this first. I have always been pleased with her work. Yeah. And you're, you've been that patient that you're very vocal, which I love, and patients should be vocal um, because it's your face. And, but at the same time, you're very open and you let, you're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, let's do it. And then we rock on. But, but yeah, I think it's important for there to be a, a, a mutual respect between mm-hmm. the injector and the patient and the injector respecting the patient's wishes and their face and really trying to give them that goal and then the same thing back the patient. So, yeah, I would definitely, it's just like in life, um, you know, you, you want to have a friend, um, or your significant other who's gonna not tell you what you want to hear, but be the person that's going to say, and both, both her and Erica, when she was in town, you know, like 
I, Erica just was like flat out. She was like, well, here's the deal. That's not going to, you know, this is what you're going to get here, but you're 50 and you've been out in the sun. So you either need to like do this, this or this. And ultimately you're going to, I remember when she said facelift, I'm like, seriously, but you know, I'm thinking of facelift, like extreme Phyllis Diller, like looking horrible. Facelifts are not what they used to be. And I appreciated the candor because the truth is she could have just kept selling me on a lot of other things instead of giving me a reality check, which is like, there's certain things that we can do for what's really bugging you. But if you really want it to be perfect and semi you know, permanent, that's when you get surgery. And I appreciated the candor because ultimately in the long run, it'll save me money. And now I have a plan, right? Now I can, can work towards it. So um, we went way over, Shakira, which I, I knew. know all the time. We just talk forever. We love you. I know. It's, it's like, this is, this is every time I go in there, she's like, Kelly, I do have other patients. Come on. <laughs> um, Shakira, tell people, number one, where they can find you on Instagram, because I love your handle. And then two, the name of uh, your practice. So that if people are local or they're looking to, as I recommend, if you live out of state, fly in, book an appointment, where can they book an appointment with you? Where can they find you on Instagram? So on Instagram, my handle is lips don't lie, Shakira. <laughs> Love Look it. Me up, hit that follow button. And uh, my website or my company is Jewels Aesthetics and Wellness here in San Antonio. And usually they can book an appointment either by DMing me or just calling the number in the bio or on Google or on Yelp or any of those websites. So glad you're on Yelp. Remember when I first met you? Oh my God, I know. I know. You hooked a sister up. <laughs> all right girl well thank you so so much this is i will definitely follow up with you and we'll book to have you back on the show we're gonna do video and i will let you guys see her injecting me and scraping me and buffing me and making me look perfect and yummy um, my man just is so is, is such a fan of yours and he's gonna come in and get botox too um, yeah because your ladies your your man can get botox it's it's a thing um so get your man in there to to get some work done too um and again that's where you want a good practitioner so they don't look like kenny rogers but for everybody tuning in first of all shakira love you thank you we'll have you back on the show for everybody listening thank you for tuning in this is going to be a series on all things elective cosmetic procedures so whatever questions you want us to cover on the show we will never put your name out publicly unless you give us explicit permission. So just know it's confidential. Use the contact me form on kellyalexa.com. Just let me know anything and every single question you have, fears, doubts, worries, what you want to see covered. I will link up to everything as far as, um, you know, booking an appointment with Shakira, her Instagram profile. That'll all be in the show notes at thekellyoshow.com. And we will see you guys next time on The Kelly O Show. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Shakira. She is a doll. And I know once you start following her on Instagram, you will be just as obsessed and tuning in to her, to Botox Bunny, to all my crew that uh, have taught me so much and that I love and frankly, just stalk online all the time. So again, just want to reiterate what I said at the beginning of the show. Uh, this is going to be a series where we have quite a lot of amazing guests. Shakira will be back on the show on a regular basis. We're going to do some live videos there as well and let you see me getting some procedures and work done so you can see what it's like. If I'm wincing, if I'm dying, if I'm, you know, in excruciating pain, I'm kidding. You know, I won't be. 
But anyway, please write in and let me know what questions you would like to see covered, what questions you have. Remember, anytime you write into us, we never will reveal your name unless you give us explicit permission to. So, you know, you send us a question, we'll just cover the question on the show. We're not going to say Sally Smith from Newark, New Jersey wrote in with this question. Trust me, it's confidential. Um, So don't hesitate to do that. You can head on over to kellyalexa.com, use the contact me form. If anybody here is listening and is interested in sponsoring the show or future episodes or nominating, if you want to nominate anybody that I interview for this show, use that same contact me form on kellyalexa.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you're finding value in the show and enjoying it. If you are, I would so love it if you would share this show with your friends. And if you haven't had a chance to do so, leave us a five-star review on iTunes. That helps the show get seen and heard by more people. Thank you so much in advance, guys. We'll see you next time on The Kelly O Show.